Good morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. It is Thursday, the 16th of Feb. It's just after 6 o'clock here. Look, I hope you're doing okay. Another day, another reaction to what's going on around the country. There is plenty happening. And just to throw a little spanner in the works, there's been a wee earthquake in Wellington. Oh, what else? What is next? It's just crazy, crazy times out there. Please stay safe. And just listening to... Aroha's news about the people that haven't been accounted for. There will be many out there in these smaller areas around Hawke's Bay, around Gizzi, around Tairawhiti. They haven't been uh, spoken to. Communications are pretty minimal right now, and we just pray and we hope we don't have any more devastation or loss of life at the moment around the country. Please take care, look after yourselves, and uh, if you can, go and check on people, loved ones, if you haven't heard from them for a while, do the right thing and, and get in touch with uh, the people that can can lend a hand and, and can help police, fire, uh, firemen, fire stations, uh, civil defence, and everyone like that. It is Kempi. you got Robbie in the back room with Joey B, and you got Louie down here in Ototahi Crisis, which is feeling a bit of, little bit of light drizzle and a bit of rain. We haven't had any rain for a couple of weeks now, so we're feeling a little bit but not as much as many of you around the country. Double eight, double three is our temper bedpost text machine. Good morning to you, and a big good morning to you, Tony Kemp. How are you doing, Kempy? Yeah, morning, Bay. It's um, yeah. Look, I said to you earlier, surreal. Yesterday afternoon, I, I waltzed down from St Mary's to the studio to do running it straight with Sammy Hewitt, and uh, walked home. And you wouldn't even have thought there'd been a cyclone come through. Everyone was back out in the streets, and uh, the sun was out. You know, and and just the the, dev- the devastation of the previous week has been. You wouldn't even know that it happened, you know. And then you go home and, you, like you said, you, you turn the tally on and the East Cape is underwater. Mm. It's so such so sad to to see. Um, and you're dead right, you know, if we've got any way we can help here, double eight, double three, if anyone wants to get a message out. You know, lots of notice boards going up around the communities. Um, I'm on one out at Murawai at the moment, people checking on people. If we can help and you, you need a message, you're looking for someone, just text through double eight, double three. Um, and we'll see what we can do here. But, mate, it is, then, like you said, to boot, earthquake comes in last night. It's like, what's what's next, you know? Um, mm. And the, the I guess if you're looking for a positive out of, out of this, which there isn't many, it's just I was, I was lying in bed last night. Um, I got a phone call just, to, you know, if I could help with some some housing of some people out at Murawai, um, which is no problem at all. And I just thought, just sat there and thought, you know, if, if there's a good thing to come out of it, it's how the community band together to help. Um, mm. You know, you have phone calls left, right and centre. I've had n- numerous phone calls from people. Um, what's going on? How do you help? I've got a mate who's got a tiny home business out there. He set them up for people that haven't got homes out there, people bringing bedding, um, food, you know, just opening up. Um, public spaces and bits and pieces and of course our marais go into overdrive don't they you know they always you know know how to house people on a marae they just everyone goes into into overdrive so a big shout out to um to everyone i you know i call them first what do you call them like first line respondents community respondents don't get paid for it the volunteers um and my off the back fence today is a little bit about that. Just um, I think we need to take heed of where 
people um, such as you know our good friend Dave, who's lost his life out at Murawai, actually stand in, in the community um, and what they actually do for us. We, we just lie in our bed safe at night and you just don't really realise what these first-line uh, respondents do. Um, so, yeah, mate, it's, it's sobering. Um, don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, as, as we know, uh, we, we're here to help the best way that we can, and, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other people out there too that have sort of woken up this morning going, what do I do? What can I do? Yeah, there's a couple of feel-good stories coming up. As well on the show, Kempi, and, and we're gonna we'll, we'll get you to to say who we got coming on on the show in a minute. But I was just lying there last night. I guess when you go through these situations and you hear of these horrible stories, the uh, the young kid from Estelle in the Hawks Bay, and, and being a father myself, I'm sitting there and I've got all these what ifs going through my head. You know, like what if this happened and we're down here in Christchurch and and you know the stop banks um, burst because we got a Big Awa, big river right just there. And it nearly burst a, a, a year ago when we had that hell of a lot of rain down here in Christchurch. But there's just a lot of what is. And I just, you know, it's my biggest fear, you know, like having us hang on to a roof with my two kids for three to four or five days, hoping and praying that someone's going to come along before this water rises and washes us away. So... Yeah, it's 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 crazy times, and, and like like yourself, I'm, I, I agree with you. Like, it brings people together, and the community is strong in New Zealand. But it's going to take a hell of a lot of effort to get through uh, this little wee period of our time. And I hope Mother Nature, please, Mother Nature, can you just give us a little break so we can get things sorted and put back to normality? Because right now. We need it just to be calm and cool. But 0800-150-811 on the Kennards High phone line. Uh, we've got a community notice board on our show. If you want to send any uh, any messages to loved ones, radio is our port of call. Many of people will be glued to the radio skin updates. We are a sports show, but we want to share stories and we want to talk about uh, what's going on around the country. And if you want to send messages of support and love, double eight double three on the Temper Bedpost text machine. A good morning to you, Louis. How you doing, bud? No, I'm, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay, Izzy, but I just, I'm a little bit shell-shocked this morning, and I, yeah, it's just, I don't even know what to say, boys, it's just, um, it's really, really hard, just, Shannon's up there, she sent some, she's at the airport to get How's Wi-Fi, she well, she's alright, mate, but she's, I only heard from her once yesterday, and she just said, I think this is the common theme, you just cannot get a grasp of the, the magnitude of this, she just said, you can't, mm. I can't put it into words, like, it's streets flooded, houses wrecked. Like you just don't expect to be sitting in your house, and then all of a sudden, water comes ripping through it, and it's just I'm um, a little bit shell shocked. I'm getting a little bit of those memories from back in the early 2010s when the earthquakes happened. That same sort of sinking feeling in the gut, Izzy. You, you'll remember that, and yeah, just shell shocked. What trying to be productive though? What what I'm doing? I've just got on Twitter. I'm trying to find any fund or charity that we can promote um and because this it's so hard like there's so many different ways to look like it's quite disorientating isn't it kempi like it's really hard to focus and channel any um attention so i found one and i'm going to start a thread on our twitter page if anybody has any charities or funds they know of text them to double eight double three and i'll pin them to our twitter page we can get them online uh we'll get scnz's page to share them we'll get them on instagram I just think that's the the only thing we can do. Just try to be productive, really. But mm. I'm just shell shocked. I think, um, lads. And, here's yeah. one. Here's one here, Louis. Uh, I've just seen um, 
because Daisy did the same. She chucked it up on her social. She said, look, if we can help, there's so many organisations out there we'd love to, you know, um, promote and, and hopefully raise some money. And she's, she's found one. It's called honestwolf.co.nz, and it's donations okay. page for farmers uh, around the, the East Cape area. Because I was talking to Kempi off here, and we're talking about the East Cape region and, and the resources it provides for our country. you got to understand you've got the probably the major leading um, veg, vegetation uh companies in, in New Zealand, you've got Leader Brand that's in Gisborne, you've got um, you know, you've got Mr Apple that's all the apples that go around the Hawke's Bay you've got uh, grapes, all the all the grape region, you've got, you've got sweet corn you've got so many um, you know, resources that fuel our country that, are, that have been hugely affected by this and in the long run, like you, you think of the cost of living already has gone through the roof now this has happened Look, I hate to put a, a dampener on the morning, um, but it, it just doesn't look like it's uh, we have anything positive going for. But look, we just stay, keep staying positive and, and keep trying to bring some smiles to some faces because that's what we can do here on SNZ. But yep, there's one there for you, Louis. Honestwolf.co.nz. Keep having a look, and we'll throw up some some donation pages so we can help raise some money for the Cyclone Gabriel cause. But Kempi. What do we got coming up on the show? Yeah, you're right, mate. We've got a big show today, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. We're going to start off with the Rolling Mall out of seven, where we'll be talking rugby news um, with Campbell Burns, out of the, who's the editor of Rugby News, and the countdown to the Rugby League, uh, Rugby World Cup, Rugby League World Cup 2023. No, it's the Rugby World Cup this year, 2023. 7.40, we'll catch up with Alex Fledger um, and talk hoops and get his thoughts on how the Breakers final run's looking. After eight, it's time for our favourite segment, more than just an athlete, we will check in on Officer Tanu uh, to hear what he's um, been doing and the mahi he's been doing in and around uh, these floods. He's doing plenty of good work. Uh, work. And we'll round out the show with a catch-up with Cameron Bray, um, which Louis organised to talk New Zealand bloodstock. What's they call stand... St- was it called stand bread sales, Louis? Is that what it's called? Yeah, the standard bread sales. The so standard you got bread the, sales. Um, yeah, like they do the Karakas, New Zealand Bloodstock are famous for their thoroughbred sales, the, the Pangors of the world, the uh, Cinerama Tarzinos mm. of the world, which is going to win a Cox Plate. Um, but they actually do, it's less known, they do the harness horses as well, which are standard breeds. So they've just got those big rounded noses. They're just different horses essentially, but they do that sale as well. So we'll chat about that. Yeah, that'd be great. And of course, our, our usual catch up with the anchor. You know who that is, Paulie Moari and much, much more, mate. So she's a cracker. <laughs> the stopper, Paulie <laughs> Moari, senseless. I wonder if he's still getting out of bed, out yeah. of bed at six o'clock to listen. <laughs> no chance, no chance. More about of a six forty-five kind of man, I reckon, Paulie Moari. But just on that, you were talking about people that are doing great things in the community, and you don't have to look too far from uh, Officer Tanu, who's going to come up on our show. You had Ronnie Clark, and you've got Sir Michael Jones at the Trust uh, Trust Stadium, Trust Arena in Auckland, housing, accommodating people that have been affected by the by this. And um, mate, those fellas are, are doing good work and, and providing and trying to house many people that have been evacuated from their homes. So... I thought that's uh, going to be a great touch to our show, Kimpy. A great touch to our show, just to really get a gauge. You know, like uh, it's hard for me to be down here because all I see is is the photos and the imagery, but I can't really gauge it. And like you just said, with Shannon being in Hawks Bay, you just can't put words into it unless you're there. And I tried to ring my dad yesterday on on, on the phone, and we always um, FaceTime and, and have a chat. Couldn't even 
Hiram was all cutting out, so the communications are down. Daisy's heard from her family in Gisborne. They're okay out in the Wainui region. Everything's fine. It's everyone more in the middle of the city that's right by the rivers that have been absolutely mm. punished, and people in the rural communities around by the farming areas. Uh, Wairo, oh, my heart goes out to Wairo. I actually lived in Wairo for a few years in my young age, right there by the river. So I know the impact that that would have had uh, going through Wairo. So... Big show to talk about all things sport and all things uh, uh, cyclone as well and some feel-good stories. So keep those messages coming through. Double eight, double three on the Temper Bedpost text machine. And remember, the caller or the texter of the year will get a year's supply of Musashi, courtesy of the Chemist Warehouse. So keep those calls and messages coming through. Lads, 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 it is test day. It is test day. Are we going to get a test? They were expecting a wee bit of drizzle there today in Tauranga at the Bay Oval. Well, hopefully not, but it is test day, and we're going to hopefully see some cricket. Our Black Caps, Blair Tickner, has been confirmed to start his first test match, and potentially either Jacob Duffy or Scott Klugerglein is going to have a great crack at the top as well. So today's the day. Are they ready? <laughs> Yeah, of course they are. Of course they are. Uh, I've been wondering what to say about this. Like, my, my, my heart says, yes, they're ready, and my head says it's all over in two days. <laughs> anyway, but, um, you know, I, look, they are going to be so hard to, to go out and, and take on the English. Bears is going to bring some heat. You know what I mean? They, they are just going to have to show up. And do we have the side? Well, if you're looking over the last few games that the the Black Caps have been playing, mate, we could be we could be all out. We had a texter yesterday saying it's all it's all over in three days. Anyway, <laughs> so my heart's my head's telling me we're going to get pumped, mm. but my heart's telling me please go out and just smash Stokesy and Bears into obliteration and obliterate them. <laughs> just throw them back into the universe. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping it backs against the wall mentality. No one's picking this Black Caps team to beat the English side, knowing what they've been able to do. The first tour win over in Pakistan and ever. So, look, they're coming here with a whole lot of form, but everyone loves an underdog. And when our backs against the wall and what's going on in the country, if, if the last few weeks in, in, in New Zealand and what's going on here cannot motivate this Black Caps team to go out and put some smiles on some faces then there's something wrong, Kempi. They've got so much to play for. They have so much to play for in this moment. And the only way you can you can, you can can put some smiles on some faces is going out there and showing some grit and determination. Whether that'll be enough, I'm unsure. Time will tell. But I'd love to see some heart from this black cap side. How big, how big, a, fight. Part, how big a part does Kane Williamson play? Wow. It's funny you say that. I reckon it's time to rip into this. Can't wait question of the day. Gee, you guys are going good. Uh, that's right. <laughs> that is that is right. Kane Williamson plays a big part, I think, Kempe. But um, let's kick us off on a little bit of a giving note this morning. We've got a $50 bonus bet here. Can't wait question of the day. I want to be positive. I want to imagine that we just... Bully James Anderson, Ollie Robinson, Stuart Broad around the Come Bay on. Oval. Who will be the Black Caps' top scorer through both innings? Yeah, let's say there are two innings because they don't just beat us in two days, Kempe. Uh, how many runs bet? will? 
Will they collect? <laughs> Mate, you can have the bet. You can play double eight, double three, sweepstake time. I'll record all of the nominations. So I'm looking for probably, well, you, you can actually just put one score up if you think that we are going to be beaten by an innings. But it's closest to the pin here. Top scorer for the Black Caps, and obviously they can bat twice. So, there you go. Oh. I'm going to have a wee think about this. So, double eight, double three on the Temper Bed Post text machine. Give us a tech. Who is going to be the leading Black Caps top run scorer through both innings, and how many runs will they collect? And the closest to the answer... We'll get a $50 TAB bonus bet. There you go. We're coming back. It's a day of giving. Give us a message on the Temper Bed Post text machine. We'll shoot off and we'll come back. And we'll get Kempi's, Louis, myself's answer. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Yes, welcome back. It's 25 past six. Call anytime on the Kennards High phone line. Kennards High is a hiring big. Visit kennardshigh.co.nz and 0800-150-811. Well, give us a text on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Temper and Bedpost, range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort. And I can't wait. Question of the day, who will be the Black Caps' top scorer through both innings? And how many runs will they collect? A $50 TAB bonus bet for the closest to the pin. And, well, off the bat, the one and only. We'll get yours, Kempe. Who you got? i got Devin Conway, 100-plus. Devin Conway. You just stole I'm going the with name my, out I'm of going, my mouth. I'm going with my heart. Can I just query, <laughs> Kempe? Is... is... 100 plus, what's your... So, <laughs> you can't be 100 plus. You've got to give us like, exact. So because everybody else you beat has got the, got the memo here. <laughs> oh, dear, dear, I've got Devin Conway with a combined total of 182 runs. That's from our mate Brenton. Well, I don't think it's that much. I'll go for 101. <laughs> 101. Okay, 100, 100 plus, just one more run, please. Got it. Just got one it. more run. <laughs> there you go. Kempe's 101. I've gone Kane Williamson. I've gone Kane Williamson for a combined total of 180. He's going to have two, and he's going to get 100, and then he'll tick on, and then he'll declare later in that second inning. So there you go. 180 runs for me. And Louis Herman, what? You're thinking the same. I am. I'm thinking I was really close to going a big Kane Williamson scorer as well, Izzy, but I've settled for 124. I think he will go close to to a ton. I just, mm. I'm kind of hedging my bets. I don't know how long the test will go for. So maybe he'll make like a 70 and a 50. 124 is what I've gone. Beautiful. Beautiful. There we go. And the messages are coming through. And Louis is collating all the numbers. And he'll put them in. And then obviously the end of the test, we'll go through them. And uh, the closest to the pin we'll get that $50 TAB bonus bet. Got a couple coming through. Here we go. This is our good friend Mark, who's actually in the in Tauranga region. Morena, lads. It's a good morning here on the in the Bay. I'll give you that. In the Bay, because, yes, you are the Bay. Great cricket weather. <laughs> Sadly, like most of New Zealand, I think it will be done in three days. I'm hoping it gets to three as I'm going on Saturday with a green pitch. I feel like Broad and Anderson are going to have a field day from Mark. So the Greens, the green seamer. Will be devastating for our batting. Hopefully not. Hopefully it's just a paints a different picture there, Mark. There's from Mark from Tauranga. Uh, another one here, Michael Bracewell, 113. Michael Bracewell to have a good old solid day uh, test match out. So that's a good one. If you could just leave your name 
at the bottom of the text. That will be much appreciated. Another one here, Kane Williamson, 130, will be miles ahead of anyone else. Go the Black Caps from Chris and our good friend Brett, Tom Lathan, to put in a marathon effort in our first innings, picking up 162 and 80, not out in the second, while Daz Mitchell hits our winning runs at the other end. Brett has painted the perfect picture. Love that from you, Brett. Thank you so much. Devin Conway from uh, from Brenton with a combined total of 182 runs. Beautiful. And Mark has come through. I think top score will be Daryl Mitchell. 67 in the first innings, 39 in the second innings. Wow. <laughs> if you get that. Imagine what these will be paying at the odds. If you just painted the perfect picture, that'll be at least 201. Come on. Come on, Paulie Moati. Uh, another one here for Tom Latham, 93 runs. Uh, Tom Latham from Grant, 247. Wow. Grant Dempsey in the Tron. Louis, any news? Ray Hastings trainers and their horses like John Barry. Any news from, from any of the racing industry in the Bay, Louis? Nah. No, I really haven't um, heard of anything. Um, obviously, it's kind of hard to get comms out to individual people. I know Smithy is on at 9 o'clock. Oh, is he, actually? I know Smithy's back in action. Um, I don't yeah, know where they got their think power he's on. going. Yeah, I don't think he's Mate, on because it's cut, cutting in and out. Yeah, no, you're right. Actually, that'd be insane, wouldn't it? Well, he's back. So, Smithy, actually, we might be able to get in touch with Smithy, and he would know. I know that Hawke's Bay uh, Racing have sent out a message. They've cancelled their Sunday meet, and they've just said that they've, um, they're looking to offer stables for anyone who needs horse accommodation. So many people who across the East Coast and Hawke's Bay have been affected, so they're looking to provide meals for anyone who needs food over the next three days residence, while residents battle. Um, this will provide the yeah, people of the region just to unwind. and So that they want you to reach out. Um, Richard Fenwick. Yeah, they're doing that's awesome race. things. Yeah. Hey, hey, Louis, I saw that they're doing barbecues for the community. They've got, um, you know, the Cheval rooms there are all open for people that need to go there, get Wi-Fi, get some water, uh, having some soup. I think they're doing community barbecue over the next couple of days. So Hawke's Bay Racing are absolutely flying at the moment and getting around their local community. So if you're in the Hawke's Bay region and you need some help or someone to, you know, just even go have a chat to, you know, even have a conversation down there, head down to Hawke's Bay Racing and uh, they've opened up their doors. So it's great work. Keep those messages coming through. I can't wait. Question of the day. There is plenty coming through. You're hungry for that $50 TAB bonus bet, and I know why too, because I'm hungry for it as well. That's why I've texted through, so hopefully <laughs> I can win it. Um, we'll shoot off, and we'll get some more headlines uh, from Louis coming up, and Aroha will keep us up to date. So here she is. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building and shaping New Zealand. Let's get some sports headlines very quickly here with Bunnings, power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. And, wow, we're preparing for a test match cricket, which seems insane considering what we're living through. Now, imagine being the person preparing the pitch. Jared Carter, the Bay Oval Turf Manager, had a big task on his hands. Rain, yeah, we had about 130, 140 mils, so we haven't had as many as uh, a lot of other places in the country, so we got lucky there. Uh, yeah, it's been windy, been very windy, so that was probably the biggest challenge. When we went into the cyclone, we were about a day away from uh, game day in terms of where we wanted to be. Um, so yeah, moistures have, have actually been alright, so we managed to hold them and we're pretty comfortable with where we're at at the moment. Was there ever a time at the beginning of the week that you thought this game might not happen today? Oh, no, no, not really. As I said, we're probably about a day out when we went in and covered it up for the cyclone and and the weather, I guess, data that I was looking at was always pretty consistent that we would get today. Uh, it was going to be-
behind. So, yeah, hoping that if, if anything happened under those covers, that we would have been able to fix it by now. And Ben Stokes, well, he's had a good look at the wicket. I don't think you can look at too much into the wickets here when they're green like that. Um, the practice wicket, the two-day game that we had um, was very green as well. Well, it had a lot of grass on it um, and it played very, very true. So how much effect it's going to have, really? Um, just hope I lose the toss. <laughs> Doesn't want to make a decision, does Ben Stokes. So it'll be up to Tim Sowley. Trades and builders power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Now, just a couple of um, other cyclone-related updates, lads. Uh, there has been a fifth fatality confirmed. The police are investigating a death in the Gizzy region where a person has to believe to die, so uh, believed to have died in floodwater. So that's the latest from Gizzy. Uh, the mayor's um, Kaipara district has said that it will take about a week to get their services up and running again. Central Hawks Bay, Mayor Alex Walker has said that they have managed to revive two water sources around the region to level where they can get a start so they can start to get water into the region again. Um, the Gisborne Mayor has painted a bit more of a grim picture, said that the situation's critical. We're asking our community to conserve water and hopefully we can have more supplies from State Highway 2 this afternoon. And as you heard, the Navy are looking to drop water as well in Aroha's news, but um, really grim news there, a fifth person. And I think, unfortunately, we'll probably hear of a few more today, judging by some of the witness accounts from helicopters. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Louis. Cheers, Louis. Appreciate that little update and hearing from um, from Ben Stokes regarding that green seamer. But, yeah, love goes out and prayers go out to everyone that has been affected. It's, yeah, I think we're going to expect a few more. It's pretty crazy times out there. All these messages are coming through. Everyone's having a stab here and honestly we, I mean, we'll have to throw these to Paulie Moati and get some get a wee power play going because these will be juicy odds. Your $50 TAB bonus bet if you're chucking into this power play holy hecka. You just get paid. So keep those coming through and uh, closest to the pin will get a $50 TAB bonus bet. Just on that pitch Kempe, on the pitch there at, at the Bay Oval, you hear Ben Stokes talking about it. They are green, but they're really deceiving. They, they probably misinterpret it, interpretate the, the kind of pitch that it's going to provide. You think when it's green, it's going to seem and move around, but just hearing him say plays true, mm. and you actually, you actually can go out there and bat. And they proved that. They got 400 in their first innings in that two-day over the weekend. So I don't think... Um, the seamers will have a huge influence, and maybe the wind and, and the bit of with moisture in the air, you get a bit of movement, particularly being a night game with the pink ball. You know, it will provide a little bit of movement in, uh, with the ball. But this might be uh, a moment where we really see the class that England and, and New Zealand have to have to provide. And everyone's had a little stab here. Ed's come through with Kane, 57 and 75. So Ed, we'll, we'll put that down. And good luck to all everyone that's texted through. But this green seamer might be a little bit deceiving. Yeah, there's a, there's a few variables. They talk about that pink ball um, mm. and how how they adjust to that. Like, remember we talked to Baz about the Kookaburra ball being introduced to England because uh, it's used down here in the Australia in the Australian, I guess, and the New Zealand um, arena. So now they got to deal with the pink ball. Um, do you take from what uh, Stokesy said that they actually want to go into bat first? Um. I, I took from him that he has no idea. Mm. <laughs> he has no idea what he wants to do. I, I think either way, 
you probably got a you got a case. You want you got a brand new pill, and you want to put the pressure on early, or you want to get out there and score some runs, and put pressure on back on 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 the opposition. So I, I think it's the unknown. And what do the you unknown think? Right what, do you, what do you think about the Black Caps? Like, what do they want to do? Do you think they want to un, over their current form? They want to get in the bat, or do they want to get in the field? Oh, that's that's the big question. That is, oh, if I was um, Tim Southey, I'll probably want to go out there and put some runs on the board. Put yeah, some runs on the board a, and just get, get get our crew having a having a nudge, eh, Louis? Great question, Kempi, because traditionally, and you're so right, Izzy, we get lulled into these pictures of these green monsters every single time we play a test match in New Zealand, eh? We always do this, and then it's never as bad. And traditionally, you would want to bowl first and use that swing and seam, but hold on, we don't have Trent Bowl opening the bowling. We've got debutants, and now for the, f- well, not the first time in a long time, but you'd have to say that our batting order is the strength of this current team. So get out there and put the pressure on them. I think that's right. Control the match. Don't let them take the match away from you, Kempe. Yeah, so go to bat. Go get in there, get some runs on the board. I think, I think, I think personally, I think Baz is sitting there and doesn't really care. Because <laughs> I think if they go, right, we've won the toss, we're going into bat, Baz will go, right, here we go, boys. It's coming in at you 100 miles an hour, and we're going to try and bowl you out in the you know in the first day. Um, and vice versa, if they go into bat, he's going to say, "Well, boys, I want you to get out there and tear it apart." It's playing, playing true. So I agree with you, Louis. I think I think the Black Caps they have to go and put the pressure on, get in, get in there and bat first and put runs on the board. And by the looks of it, Izzy, we've got plenty of support here for our batters. <laughs> the runs coming through. And what would you like to see the Black Caps do? Double eight, double three as well. Would you like to see them go out there, put the pressure on with the bat? Well, knowing that the young debutants that we're going to have in the side maybe give them an opportunity to find their feet early. Double eight, double three, or 0800 150 811 on the Temper Bed Post text machine and Kennard's High phone line. Yeah, it's an interesting. I just think that green wicket will be at the top of their mind and they'd love to have a bowl on it, but I'd love to see them go have a bat. So it'll be an interesting time. The test match starts today. It is a day-nighter. Day night's test match there at the Bay Oval. And Mark, our weatherman from Tauranga, he says the weather's fine. Might be a little bit windy, but hey, it's going to be a, a hell of a test match where we can take on Baz and Stokesy. Come on, lads. Lift. Well, speaking of lifting, heavy lifting, Kempe, the Oracle, the chosen one, is coming up. We got we got Quizzy Dag giving yourselves a chance to win a Musashi prize pack. Give us a call now, 0800-150-811. Take on the Quizmaster. I'm waiting. This is how you do it. Quizzy Dag, come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy Dag, come play it. Quizzes on the line. Just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong, and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy, they come play it. Quizzy, they come play it. 0800 150 811. Now give us a call. Yes, give us a call. 0800 150 811. A Musashi prize pack going to the winner of Quizzy Dag. And well, Ed from Tolaga Bay, you're up first. Quickly, Ed, 
Okay, have so you heard from the family in the East Coast? How are they doing, mate? Oh, yeah, well, uh, my sister's in the civil defence down there, and, uh, yeah, their comms are out, but I got a message to her uh, just the other day. So they're all good. The sun came out the other day. But it looks like, hey, bro, um, our big coasty community is all in little bits now because they're all cut off from each other. Yeah, mate. All the bridges have been taken out. It's it's crazy, crazy yeah, times. And now is time... Ed, now it's time for those yeah. uh, forestry workers to do something about that slash because it is creating so much chaos at the moment for our rivers oh, and washing out those so bridges. Years, so hopefully we... Yeah, it's been been spoken about yeah. for many, many years. Oh, now it's time to get well, on to it. Because um, um, I took Bubba yeah. down to Tolaga Bay, the wharf, and we had a swim. Two weeks later, yeah. we couldn't walk across the beach because all the wood oh, was there. I know. Yeah. yeah. No, and it's not then good. they cleaned it all up. They cleaned it all up, and then this one came. Yeah, it's Did not it good. It's not good, Ed. Well, at least no, put some no, smiles on some faces, mate. So good luck today. Here we go, Ed. Question number one. Blair Tickner, Jacob Duffy, and Scott Kugelein are all in line to for a potential debut today. Name the most recent test cap making his debut in June last year. Um, Nisham? Not Jimmy Nisham. Sorry, Ed. Three Have days. a good day, mate. Sure. Appreciate it. Lam- yeah. Lammy from Palmy North, how you doing? <laughs> oh, good, brother. Good, good. Hey, Lammy, I'm coming to Palmy yeah. North on Tuesday next week. So there you go, mate. Oh, yeah. Might have to bump into you. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Come in there for a little Kubota, a little evening. <laughs> so oh, make sure you okay. put on a nice wee night for us, okay? If you be nice, I might come oh. say hi. All right? Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. I might come and say hi to you. <laughs> To you too. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, the most recent te- black cat that made his test debut in June last year. Yeah, oh, cure wouldn't have a clue, mate. Uh, uh, give me, can you give me a clue, please? Uh, he wore braces as a kid. Oh, Michael Bracewell. Michael Bracewell, great clue oh, there, Kimpy. Oh, yeah. Question Thank number you. two. Good luck. Two round, two rounds of sixteen matches in the Champion League took place yesterday. Both ending with what final score? Uh, one nil to both teams. One nil is correct. Question number three: yeah. The Warriors have named a strong squad for their preseason oh. match against the Storm on Sunday. What number will our captain wear? Oh, God. Number, can I have another clue now? Number 10. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10 is incorrect. Sorry, Levy. See you next Sorry, week. See We're going to go to Chris from Ra- Wairapa. How you going, Chris? Chris, yeah. you there? How you going, Chris? All good? Yep. Yep. All, All good. good. Here we go, mate. Question number three. The Warriors have named a strong squad for their preseason match against the Storm on Sunday. What number will our captain wear? Oh, 13. 13 is correct. Question number four. The Breakers are in action tonight, taking on the Tasmania Jack Jumpers in the semi final series. Name the winner of last night's playoff game. Can I have a clue? Wasn't the Queens. Please. Pardon? Wasn't the Queen. Oh, the King. 
Sydney Kings is correct. Question number five. Musashi Pack hopefully going to Wairapa. Name the Canberra Raiders assistant coach. Eddie Jones has tried to unsuccessfully poach to join him at the Wallabies. Uh, Michael Maguire. Michael Maguire turned his nose up and said, no, Eddie, you're on your own. So there you go, Chris. A Musashi Pack coming your way. Stay on and lads will get your details. Thanks so much for your call. And all our callers will shoot off and we'll come back with a Love Racing update. Yes, you certainly are. We're coming up to 7 o'clock. After 7, we're going to talk some code. Looking forward to that. But a little bit of loveracing.nz right now. And uh, there's a bit to get through here. Let me rattle through a couple of things. Hawks Bay on Sunday has been abandoned. Yesterday, Tauranga was abandoned. They've moved it to Cambridge Synthetic today. Kempi probably wants to tip us something in a bit. or let him do that. But Hawks Bay is now abandoned on Sunday. Now, that means that the Wairua Cup has been moved to the new Plymouth meet that is tomorrow. The Open Handicap 1900 uh, to the Friday race day. So that's tomorrow. I also have a horse racing there. And if it doesn't run faster than it has, it's due for a sacking. So we'll be watching that meet with interest. Now, this will interest both of you guys. Um, Kimpy, you know him well. This is sad. Michael Walker, he is um, mm. hanging the the... A hoops up, I guess. He's he's moving away from race riding because of his latest fall and he's recovering from a brain injury. He just worked his way back after that gnarly leg and back injury, hip injury he had. And he got himself back in the saddle and he had a fall at the Pakenham jump outs it was. And uh, he gets tired. He's just suffering from um, brain injury, really. It's so sad. One of the most talented riders I've ever seen in my life. He was mercurial. He could win big races. He had moments of brilliance. Um, and you know him well, Kempe. Well, know him well, Kempe. And it's a sad, a career ended too young, really. Oh, yeah, it is. He's from, uh, obviously from our, our hometown. And the story, you know, as a 14-year-old, I walked into Allen's stable and said that I want to be a jockey. Um, and Al Sherrick needs to, he needs to take a lot of the credit for his early days, especially before he moved over to Melbourne. It is a sad day, Mickey, um, hanging up the, the, I guess, the saddle. Uh, but, you know, life goes on for the young fellow. I have been staying in touch with him. He is struggling along with that brain injury after that fall. And um, I wish him all the best. I'll be, I'll be staying in touch. We'll probably get him on the show. Bang. Awesome. Awesome. And a wee tip quickly. Well, you got about five seconds. Tip me one. Uh, look, I like this, you know, pretty average racing, actually, to be honest. But race six. I've got one. Louisiana man. Louisiana man. Race three. Get on. There you go, <laughs> GP. Louisiana man. It is back. The chosen one. I probably stopped it. Anyway, rugby news editor. Campbell Burns coming up. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, SENZ. It's just after 7 o'clock here. Hope you're having a good morning so far, wherever you are in the country. Just quickly, I'm, I'm heading to Queenstown tomorrow, and I was thinking of taking me clubs. But, hey, I hate playing golf by myself. So if anyone in the Queenstown region that wants to have a wee haggle, have a wee whack at about 1 o'clock, can you flick me a message through, double eight double three, or, or let me know. I'm keen as to go over hit, and uh, we'll probably... Play at Millbrook, and then if you're keen, I'll get you on to Millbrook, eh? There you go. Come have a boy haggle with Izzy Dag. <laughs> I was just trying to go through my phone and find someone I could have a hit with. I'm like, man, there's not many people down there, eh?
And there's nothing worse when you have a hit by yourself and it's a lonely, lonely sport. And then you hit it out of bounds and you're like, oh, well, no one's here, no one saw that, so just drop another one and hit again. <laughs> Mulligan! <laughs> Mulligan, go again. So there you go, a little shameless shout there. Come out and have a wee hit with me. It'll be awesome. Coming up, we've got Alex Pledger in the next hour. We're going to be talking Breakers Nation as they forge their way, hopefully, to an NBL final series. But before then, we're going to talk some rugby. 2023 is going to be a massive year for rugby in New Zealand with Super Rugby kicking off in a week and a World Cup approaching rapidly. There are so many storylines to keep across the law, from law changes to selection battles and rugby news mag. Just like us here at SENZ, we'll be across it all. Campbell Burns is editor of Rugby News Magazine. He's got the new issue out and here he is with us this morning to break it all down. How you doing, Campbell? Good morning. Very good morning to you, gents. How's it going? Oh, very good, mate. Very good. We're just yeah, having a good old morning, just reaction to what's going on around the country. But we're trying to put some smiles and some faces, and I'm sure this magazine will go a long way, mate. What's the focus of this edition? Yeah, mate. Well, so we've, uh, we've got our uh, 28th uh, Super Rugby special out. Um, started back in 96, of course. So we've uh, we've got it all covered, all six uh, New Zealand Super uh, rugby teams in Super Rugby Pacific and and in the women's game in, in uh, Opiki we've uh, we've got uh, the oil on all four of the women's teams there so uh, plus ten player features so uh, it's all it's all covered in pretty much a, a one stop shop for for Super Rugby and, and rugby news. Yeah, it's a it's a great magazine, um, Campbell. It's got everything that you want to know about rugby, in it, um, including this uh, Super Rugby Pacific. Um, do you think Super Rugby Pacific is, is a fair chance to be the best version of Super Rugby? I'd certainly like to think so. Um, although, of course, without the added favour of the South Africans, um, which was certainly, which was certainly important for uh, for many years up until twenty twenty, um, Campy, but. Uh, Look, I think um, the one good thing is that there's some integrity in the points table, so that if you finish in the in the top eight, you, you'll make the playoffs. Um, there won't be any of this uh, conference stuff that they previously had, um, which really took away some of the integrity from the log. And um, so I think look, last year, last year was a bit messy at the start, um, but I think uh, we still saw the quality of rugby come through. So you'd like to think with less less disruptions in 2023. It'll still be good. They, they have tweaked a few things as far as um, trying to speed up the game, although I'm not sure whether Super Rugby actually needed to be spe- speeded up all that much. <laughs> uh, but certainly, certainly around things like, like the TMO, um, and obviously the TMO interventions uh, won't be as prevalent uh, for this season, which is which will be good to see. Oh, beautiful. I was going to ask you about those law changes. Uh, if you think NZR have gone and made a made the right decision, obviously speeding it up, but particularly with the, the scrum area, with the, the halfbacks not being able to come and, and attack the back of that scrum, giving number eights a great opportunity. Are you loving them? Loving the innovation? Yeah, well, there are certain ones that I do like. I mean, that, that one and taking away um, the... The, the option of the halfback to be even more of a nuisance than they are is, is good. Um, hopefully that'll free up some play on the blind side. But I think, uh, and I, I noted that George Bauer, the All Blacks prop, uh, wasn't convinced um, when he was uh, when he spoke to media during the week about speeding up the scrums. Um, there could be a safety mm. issue there. Um, so as I say, there could be question marks over that one in particular. But generally speaking, I think. Uh, most of them are, most of them are pretty good. Um, we've still got the goal line dropper. We've still got the 20-minute uh, red card, except for um, 
really bad foul play. So I think that you know if you if, if you look at it at a whole, they, they are working to try and make it a more attractive spectacle. Um, but I think in, in general, I mean, Super Rugby never lacks for spectacle anyway. So uh, I think it's more the international game they may have to look at. Less of a TMO influence is one I absolutely love. Making the rest, make a decision. They're out there, follow their first instincts, and at 99% of the time, it'll be the right one. Just going to tack back to the magazine, mate. You've got Kendra Coxedge and you've got Karen Reed having a huge influence on the magazine as well. So what, what can we expect from those pundits and, and what they're going to be able to write? Yeah, well, just with, with Karen, he's been writing for us uh, for the last year. Um, always offers some, uh, some, some really good insight. Um, and um, particularly in, in what he's doing uh, now with his, his um, work around leadership. Uh, but he's got some good insight into the mindset of a super rugby player. Um, and in, in this particular column, um, when you're looking ahead to a, a Rugby World Cup year, so how does a, an All Black approach super rugby leading into a World Cup? Um, so there's some good insights from, uh, from Rito there. Um, and, of course, we've got um, Kendra Coxedge, uh, it's her first column for us, mm. uh, fresh from winning the World Cup and fresh from retirement. Um, she's tipping a very even um, Opiki competition, although she uh, obviously her, her loyalties do lie with a matter too. Um, but, you know, it's great, <laughs> great to have Kendra on board. I mean, you know, probably the greatest Black Ferns uh, halfback of all time. So she'll be writing for us uh, all throughout the year and uh, look forward to her. Yeah, uh, they, observations from the game. They breed them tough there in Taranaki. Oh, oh Kendra, she's a champion <laughs> out, of that, out of that beautiful <laughs> little province. Hey, Campbell, well, just moving back to Super Rugby and uh, Razors 7, Pete, is there anyone stopping it? Do you see it this year? The only team that could come close would be the Blues, and so you would think Crusaders and Blues would be in the final again. Um, it's a question of whether, you know, is, if Richie Moonga is fit and playing well as we know he can all through the uh, the playoffs, then then I suspect the Crusaders will be very hard to beat and Razors uh, 7, Pete, will be on the cards. But the Blues would be the, the only side really that's equipped with their roster to challenge them. Um, they'll be hurting from what happened last year in that final where they just got done uh, tactically as much as anything. So whether they can, they can put it all together, I mean, they reeled off 15 straight wins last year. If they can get to the final again, and then somehow put pressure on the Crusaders. We may see a first, uh, a first bona fide Blues title in 20 years. If you're a rugby fan, you'll love the Rugby News magazine. We've got Campbell Burns on. He's editor of Rugby News magazine, and we're talking all things rugby. I was having a squiz through the magazine yesterday, and I went through, and, and you obviously picked the, the Crusaders to win, the Blues to be finalists. But I had a look at the ins and outs of each squad. So who do you think had the most impact, the most success off the field to really uh, strengthen up their squads? Yeah, well, it's an interesting one because the... Um uh, if you look at the Blues, we had a very settled roster. So it's not so much who brings people in, but who's got the most settled roster. So um, funny enough, uh, um, Moana Pacifica had uh, one of the most settled rosters. I think they've only had one new player in and most of their of their talent's been retained. But I think the Blues of the contenders have really only lost about four or five players. And one of them, of course, was Luke Romano. But I think uh, <clears throat> if you look at their roster at, as a whole, um, they have depth and depth and quality, and you have what you have to have anyway, particularly with these all black stand-down, and you're talking squads of 38. So um, you have to have to say the Blues look very, very settled, and if they can stay healthy and fit, you know, come come June, that's going to be uh, very much in their favour. But there will be a, there will be that juggling um, of resources, particularly around the uh, the all black, so I don't think can play more than 
five games in a row. So um, mm. certainly, I, I would think the Blues have uh, have done well as far as um, as far as their roster. But you know, the, the, uh, if you look at the Crusaders as well, I mean, they've all the, uh, they've all looked to have strengthened their their rosters. Uh, the Chiefs have got Damien McKenzie back, really good signing, and uh, Manaki Selby Rickett, um, who adds depth to what they've got at lock there. Um, the Highlanders, um, you know, the, the, all, all these teams have have depth in most positions. Um, I guess Moana, if they have injuries, you'd have a question mark there over their depth, but they will still challenge for the playoffs, and I think they'll be knocking hard at the door there. Hey, Campbell, we're, we're rolling into the Rugby um, World Cup as well, and have you been watching the Six Nations? What do you, what do you take um, from the Six Nations, and what do you think the All Blacks will be facing when they head to the Northern Hemisphere? Well, it's going to be tough. Uh, that that France-Holland game was really impressive last week. Um, the Irish, there was no fluke when they beat us down under um, last year, uh, 2-1. So I think they, if they can hold their bottle and if Johnny Sexton can stay fit, they'll be very tough to beat. But France, uh, second-best team in the world as it stands, look very good. Scotland and Italy are, are certainly improving. Um, England's still a bit of an unknown quantity under a new coach. Uh, Wales look to be struggling. I think the World Cup is really going to boil down to what happens in those quarterfinals because two of the best teams in the world are going to be knocked out. And uh, so what's going to happen, yeah. New Zealand and France will play uh, either, well, it looks like Ireland and South Africa. And uh, really it's a question of who, who plays who there and who emerges. And, you know, Ireland have never made a World Cup semi-final, so the pressure's going to be on them if they, say, play the All Blacks in the quarters because we know it happened four years ago in, in, in Japan. So... Uh, very, very tight, but um, unfortunately, because they did the seeding so far out, um, it means that two two very good teams are, um, are going to miss out. And I think, though, with the quality of uh, Northern Hemisphere rugby, um, we are see, we're, we're going to see some very stern challenges from the likes of France and Ireland. Yeah, I'd, I'd be saying it a wee while now. I think Ireland are peaking too early. They haven't shown signs at a Rugby World Cup just yet. Maybe this year's the year. Well, if you look at our very own, the All Blacks, spots will be up for contention. And, and which positions will be scrutinised heavily during Super Rugby by All Black selectors? Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? I think um, <laughs> second five, there's going to be a whole lot of candidates at second five. We think Geordie Barrett's got mm. the inside running at 12, and he probably A mortgage has. on it. Um, yeah, ab- look, absolutely. But then, you know, you've got Roger Tuivasa-Sheik, you've got Jack Goodhue coming back, you've got Quintu Pyre, uh, where does Anton Leonard-Brown fit in? So midfield's going to be a real log jam as to how they mix and match there. Then you've got blindside flanker. Is it going to be mm. Shannon Frizzell? With the inside running there um, from Black the Islanders, um, Black Adder, yeah. Well, look, I mean, this is a guy who played so well last year and um, and, and then yeah. got injured, but he he's the sort of guy yeah. who could absolutely take that All Blacks number six jersey. Very um, very hard nosed footballer, um, and if he can stay fit, then he's going to put pressure on Akira Uwani, Frizzell, and the likes of Luke Jacobson. So there's so much competition in that blindside flanker. But we don't know for sure who's going to emerge in, in July. So some headaches for, for Fozzie ahead, no doubt. Where, where are we a little bit lean at the moment, Campbell? Where are you, are you a little bit worried? Is it in the front row? Is it Where is it in that All Blacks team in terms of lacking a little bit of depth or the unknown? Yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to say. I, look, I, I, we certainly missed Joe Moody last year um, at Lucid Prop. Mm. Um, but then you've got someone like um, you've got someone like George Bauer, uh, who's who's challenging hard in that in that spot. So 
you know, if Joe Moody can come back and have a great season, that will shore up that side of the scrum. Uh, we saw Tyrell Lomax step forward and do really well last year. Off a tongue of Farsi, can play both sides, but is he more of a tight head? Um, so probably in the front row, we do need to shore things up a bit, um, a bit there. And I know Jason Ryan will be working hard on that. But again, it's a different one because it's a difficult one because Super Rugby, there may not be as many scrums. Um, the attrition rate in the in the tight five won't be as much as Test Rugby. So do we get a clear picture in Super Rugby of who your best uh, tight five is? You know, that, that's the question. You know, someone like Patrick Tui Palutu, um, you know, he's going to be the starting Blues lock. You know, is he going to take his chance and force his way into the into the squad and, and be one of the top three or four locks in New Zealand? Um, so, so, so all those questions sort of uh, are surrounded. But I guess, I guess in the props, uh, there have been question marks um, in the last couple of years. Ethan De Groot has stepped forward. If he has a big season for the Highlanders, uh, at loose head, he should shore up that. But I certainly want to see uh, Joe Moody come back and sort of add some, uh, add, add some extra in that uh, number one jersey. Yeah, he's looking fit. He played solid last week when they played the Hollanders, so he's looking fit. He's ready to rip in and have hopefully uh, a big season, Campbell Burns. Hey, appreciate your time, Campbell. Is there anything else that our listeners uh, could potentially read from the Rugby News magazine that that you might be able to lead us into? Anything we haven't covered off? Uh, not, not really. I mean, there's, um, you know, as I say, there's um, for, for every franchise, there's a there's a player you can you can look at, and of course, with Opiki, we've got uh, the woman, so we've got features on um, Ariana Baylor, Luca Connor, Crystal Murray, and and Kendra Reynolds. Um, so that's starting nice. kicking off the day after Super Rugby Pacific kicks off. It's going to be short and sweet. Um, so there's going to be plenty of action there with a new to impress a new Black Ferns coach. Um, so there's going to be two competitions to keep your eye on. Um, and it's all going to be covered in uh, Rugby News, which is out today. Beautiful. It's out today for all the latest rugby updates, analytics, interviews, and more. Get the Rugby News magazine today. That was Campbell Byrne, Rugby News editor. We pre- appreciate your time, Campbell. Thanks so much. And, uh, yeah, may the best team win. Indeed. I'm, yep, I'm still picking a Crusaders-Blues final there, Izzy, but, uh, <laughs> yep, it'll come down to that on June 24th. We're going for eight. We're going for nine. We're going for ten. Come Campbell. on, Blues. It's just the legacy of the on, dynasty Blues. just continues on. Thank you so much, Campbell. Awesome, guys. Cheers. There he is, Campbell Burns, talking all things rugby and giving us a little <laughs> hey, bit of mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of pressure because ever since I went, went to Auckland, mm-hmm. they started winning. Now I'm back in the region. What if I'm the stopper? Well, we'll have to just talk about that if it happens, Louis. <laughs> if you stop like, them, I'm going to take, pack your bags and I'll chuck you on that plane and get you out of here, mate, if you stop the Crusaders, all right? So please I'm, don't. I'm, like, already anxious about being the stopper, but surely not. Nah, you know, you've already been down here. You were at the semi-final last year when they probably should have lost to the Chiefs, and uh, they, you didn't stop them then. So it ain't you, Louis. It ain't you. You ain't you ain't the demon like I am with those horse racing. Hopefully, I haven't stopped Louisiana man. But there you go. That was Campbell Birds talking all things rugby. The Rugby News magazine is out today, and well, I had a shameless little. Uh, message before and uh, we've had someone come through. We've got a greenskeeper at Millbrook that tunes into the show and he's keen to play around 2.30. Yeah, good. So fella, I'll go, I'm going to get your number. 
And I'll flick your message so I'm keen as. I haven't told the wife yet, but who cares? I'm going to go play golf at Millbrook. Because the New Zealand golf opens here only a week later, so I'll get an early look, and you can give me the inside scoop where to hit and where not to hit. All right, brother. So thanks for that. Keep those messages coming through. Double eight, double three. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp coming up. You're listening to Izzy and Kempy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. The back fence with Tony Kemp. Yes, well, today I'm going off the back fence with something that's close to my heart. It was a pretty sad day yesterday. It got me thinking long and hard about the devastating aftermath of the cyclone. How many people are stranded and homeless after yet another catastrophe, nearly four years after the first COVID-19 announcement? And while our frontline emergency services stretch to the max, I can't help but think about the longer-term support, or lack of, should I say, from our government. I've had first-hand experience with the immense pressure hospital staff are under while getting through my knee fiasco. We have staffing shortages and more frontline workers leaving than arriving because of lack of pay and conditions. And as I'm now witnessing the tragedy unfold in Murawai, amongst others in Hawke's Bay and Gisborne, can't help wonder why our government doesn't give our frontline workers the respect and pay they deserve. We have a health care recruitment crisis and overworked emergency services. Unfortunately, we can no longer attract people to New Zealand by trying to sell our wonderful way of life, even though we've never been able to compete financially. Whilst we waste millions on mergers, consultants, working groups and other projects, we are yet to see taxpayer dollars supporting and promoting our frontline people. The people that we simply can't do without. The nurses, firefighters, doctors, emergency services, teachers, they are all an integral part of our life. The time is well overdue for everyone to actually make a difference and support our frontline team. If we don't, we are all putting ourselves and lives of others in serious jeopardy. Look at where the events of the last four years have brought us. Time to wake the woke and let's start the conversation. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yeah, I can't. It's, it's baffling, really, Kempe, Like over, you know, knowing that the Westpac rescue helicopters um, has to be funded by individuals or gen, um, donators, and and you know how how often we use them. You've got the ambulance, the St John's ambulance, who are who are run by their own foundation, don't get any su- support from the government. You got the firefighters that had to go on a strike because they weren't getting heard and went. Yeah, having their concerns um, listened to, and then you've got our nurses that just come off a strike because of pay, and oh, you know, and then and then this happens, and who are the first people we run to? Them, and, and we we ask them for their help, and, and they're just thinking, well, when we're crying for help, no one really listened. Why should we listen? Uh, so yeah, I, I, some things just baffle me with what goes on at the top, but hey, that's the top, and mate, they just continue to do what they're doing and we as Kiwis just get on with it because that's what we are and that's in our blood. You know, we've been dealt blows after blows after for years and years, but as a community, we just rely on ourselves, you know. Like I was just watching the news yesterday, someone in Estelle hadn't seen anyone from anywhere coming in and helping clean up, so just local community come down with their digger and they started doing them themselves. That's what they just do here in NZ. Mm. We just get on with it ourselves. Don't rely on anyone else because nothing's going to happen. So lift. Well, if you want something done, do it yourself, which is sad, which is sad in that case, I, I feel. Yeah, and, and the you know, you, you start to get a, a shot of dose of reality 
when you're looking at people and what they're doing, you know, like you're not just talking about people, you know, um, at the front line, but you, you are, you're talking about local people that are saying, have you got a mattress or have you got some food? Look at what Dave Latelli's doing at the moment out south. You know, look what Junior's doing out west with Michael Jones and, and Ronnie, you know what I mean? It's sort of, we got, what I'm trying to say is we've got this taxpayer funding and where are we putting it? Like, what is our priority? Seriously. At the moment, our priority should be, like, our front line. They're, they're, they should be top of list. You know what I mean? So I think we just need to, we need to start the conversation. People actually well, need to step up. They've spent so much money. They've spent so much money. I don't know where they're going to find the money for this. There's been so, many, so much money just dwindling out of, of, of above, and we've got to fix this. So interesting times, Louis. I know you'll probably have something maybe to say about this or reaction to that. What do, what do you think? No, I totally agree. You're right. You're right. We have spent so much money. I just think about the the TVNZ RNZ merger that just went down the gurgler and the oh. hundreds of thousands of dollars that are spent on consultants. Not to make it political, but it kind of is. And <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're right, Kempi. The conversation. It's you. You, you got to bang the door down, really. I know there's so many worthy causes, but these are the people that are saving our lives. This is literally life or death, mate. And that's what you're saying. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the real that's the reality of it. It is life and death, you know. It's, that's what I mean. Like when you sit down and think about it, you think, you know, my mate got up and went and helped some families out, and no longer here. He's a volunteer, and and volunteer like just that word. Volunteer because there is no no other way to do it. You've got to you've got to put your hand up, and those are the people that are out there at the moment just putting their hand up and helping people. Yeah, nah, perfect. Love that little heartfelt um, conversation that you've just had, Kempe, off the back fence. Tony Kemp coming in with a bang. And then coming up, we've got some other headlines with Louis, and he'll give us a wee update. What's going on? Alex Pledger as well, not too far away. But before then, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building and shaping New Zealand. NZ 26 minutes away from 8 o'clock talking some hoops with the chief, the pledge hammer, Alex Pledger in just a second. Uh, by the way, that commentary of the Breakers playoff game tonight, live on SCNZ. Let's go. I can't wait for that one. Very fizzed for that. Kennard's High makes your job easy. Kennards.co.nz. Um, of course, their machinery will be needed in a big, big, big way over the next few weeks. So I expect Kennards High to be stepping up big time. Uh, Pony says leave the political chat to RNZ, bro. Yes, fair enough, Pony. I'll put my hand up there. I'll park that one. Um, but sport, which is what you want, Pony, Daryl Mitchell. This is how they've been preparing for England. Yeah, I, I mean, they've, they've had a great 12 months, haven't they, with the way they're playing and it's awesome to see them, I guess, go about their business, but at the same time, we're going to go about playing test cricket the way we do. Um, we've got a blueprint that, that we think works pretty well here in New Zealand over a number of years now and, and we'll keep just going about doing our jobs and and hopefully that means we can walk away with, with a couple of wins and, and win a test series. But we know it's going to be some tough cricket at times and it's going to be an, an awesome watch as a fan from the side as well. So, um, yeah, just really looking forward to it. Yep, absolutely. And there's a great text message that's come through here. Someone saying that they wouldn't be surprised if Scotty Kugeline played a great game. Uh, he's got extra pace. I'm picking six wickets for 80 runs. Interesting. 
on double eight double three. Uh, just a little bit of golf because as he's talking about golf, well, I know Izzy, you will be dialed into the Genesis Open this weekend. Tiger Woods is the front man for that tournament. It's such a great tournament. Played at probably one of the greatest golf courses in the world, Riviera. Tiger though was asked if he thinks he'll still be able to play when he can't necessarily compete. If you're 60 and you don't wake up with the irrational belief I could win this tournament, could you still enjoy any of it? If, if, I'm, if I'm playing, I'm playing to win, okay? I, I know that players have played and they are ambassador of the game and trying to grow the game. I, I, I can't have my mind, I can't wrap my mind around that. He's too much of a competitor, is he? The Tiger circling Genesis Open, Riviera. Oh, yes. I love that. I love that. He ain't going out there just to have a, have a game of golf. He's going out there to compete and win, and that's why he has won 18 majors. Well, not 18 majors, sorry. He's second all-time on the majors list, but he's won 82 times on the PGA. That's because he's got that competitive edge that not many have. You go out there and you're going to play the game, you're going to go out there and you want to win it. doesn't matter how old you are, what age you're at. Look at the great Dan Carter, World Cup. Everyone doubting him. Mate, I'm the best player in the world. Go over there, drop goal in the final, win it, win the World Cup, player of the year. The greats have that mindset, and Tiger Woods has that mindset, and that's why I love the great Tiger. Ooh, I can't wait to see, see him whirl it. Whether he can win is another word, mate. His body is... Is, is horrible at the moment, but he's going out there with the right mindset. So I absolutely love that. And just regarding that cricket, mate, every, all the talk's about England. All the talk is about England and England cricket and Bears and Ben Stokes and what they've been able to do in the last couple of weeks. Mate, that New Zealand will be just sitting there behind the, the closed doors saying, mate, no one backs us. No one's got any hope for us to go out there and perform. Everyone's saying all this about England, blah, blah, blah. I'd be just pinning that all over my team room. All these articles, everything like that, all these conversations and saying, look, see, no one cares about us. We're at home, but we're expected to lose. Come on, lads, go find something. Cougs, go find something. If you're going to get an opportunity, go find that anger, rip it down there at 150 clicks past their nose and see what they got. Mate, I'm I'm genuinely I'm genuinely excited for this 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 match and seeing what how much desire and and hunger this Black Caps team has to go out there and perform in our own backyard. Mate, backs against the wall mentality. This is where we see what they got. This is where we see what they got. Mm. Oh, I'm excited. I'm on one right now. <laughs> got a Kevy. Kevy sent for a message for you regarding Michael Walker there, Kimpy. Yes, Kimpy, the Michael Walker retirement. So, so sad. I got to meet Michael on several occasions at Air New Zealand Top Bloke. I followed him constantly. He made me quite a few. But like you, Kimpy, with his astute rise, the injuries he came back from showed the complete character of the guy. I hope he can join up with Charlotte in the training ranks. I wish him all the very, very best, Kevin, from Titaranga. And just on that, Kimpy, he had over 2,000 wins, 2,035 mm. wins, 25 Group 1 wins, amassing 60, $60 million in prize money. He will have to go down as one of the great New Zealand riders. I know you spoke about it earlier, uh, Louis, but you know, you got a, he's really close to you. He's a close friend of yours. He had an st- outstanding career. Oh, he did, and yeah, he's got an out. He's got he's got a really outstanding story too, from where he where he came from and the backstory. You know, the 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 um, 
the efforts and the and the trials and tribulations. So, uh, you know, Louis and myself know that he, he shouldn't he, at this age he shouldn't be retired. You know, he should be still enjoying the spoils of Group One wins and and good enough to get them. But I, I guess the the proof is in the accolade from from your peers. And James McDonald's come out and said to. Um, in, in respect to Michael Walker, that growing up he was just the best to watch. He, you know, the way that he could make horses, any horse run, was just so inspiring. And to have someone, well, as we know, the best jockey in the world, talk about you like that on your retirement, well, that's what you want. That's what you want. You know, as a, as a footballer, you want the best to talk about you. And just quickly Mickey before we that. get off to Alex. Alex Pledger, we're going to just ask you one horse, one horse springs to mind, Michael Walker, that you loved seeing him, seeing him ride. Oh, well, I loved seeing him ride Cowie in Perth and hoped to get my Group 1 in Australia. That's what he, he, he flew. We flew him over from Sydney. Um, he, he rode Cowie in, in Perth, um, which was the last trip to Aussie he made. We ran fourth. Uh, for me, that was my... My Aussie Group One, you know, I'll never forget it. And Mickey, when he came, he flew over. He was talking to us before the race. He went down and raced it, mate. If we won it, it would be like gold. Beautiful. He's ridden plenty. What an absolute champion! And hopefully, we can get him back on the mic. Alex Pledger coming up for the breakers. Yes, it's seven forty-five. You listen to SENZ. Breakfast with Izzy and Kempe, and on the line with us now. It's well, it's been a long time coming, but the Breakers are one win away from the first trip back to the NBL final since 2016. And since then, the club has been sold. It's been stuck in Australia. It's undergone huge personal uh, personnel changes. But this year, there really is a sense of the tough dynamic team of old. Standing in the way is a brave and exciting Jack Jumpers outfit who love their. Um, home base in Tassie and we'll be right up for tonight's game which you'll hear live here on SENZ this evening from 9pm. Alex Pledger was instrumental in the Breakers Championship teams a decade ago and he's with us again right now. Morning Alex, how are you going? Morning, yeah I'm not doing too bad. That's good mate. Hey look, the season has you know had its uh, ups and downs, ebbed and flowed for the Breakers but boy it looks like they got it all back on track at the right time. Yeah, they um, they got off to a really hot start, and they had a little bit of a little bit of a lull in the uh, in the middle there. But they um, they really found their form again in the back back the back end of the season. Um, you know, they had some injury troubles with um, Brown and some other guys uh, late in the season, which appear to all pretty much be behind them. You know, I think Brown is still under a little bit of an injury cloud. Um, but yeah, they've they've been playing great recently, and um, yeah, one game away for the one game away from another grand final appearance. Um, yeah, they've uh, they've really turned it around. It's amazing what playing home games will do for a team. <laughs> they got some normality back, got some uh, continuity back in their in their lifestyle. Alex, look, what what has really impressed you about the way that they've gone about it? The the personnel you spoke about it, yeah, Brooke. Brantley, you got Jarrell Brantley, you got Brown that are competing on the big stage. But is it the style of play that they're playing that's really impressed you? Yeah, I think um, you know they they were one of the best defensive teams in the league, and I, I think it was quite interesting that the, you know this year was the first year that they um, that they kind of had the play in those play in games to make the um, to make the semifinals, and. Um, and 
the top the top the teams that finished in the top four ended up making the top four anyway, and they were the four best defensive teams in the competition. So, um, you know, as the old saying goes, um, offense will win your regular season games, but defense will win your championship. They've got a lot of size and athleticism, versatility. Um, yeah, at that end of the floor, um, they've been one of the best teams the entire season. So to kind of bring back the... Um, that sort of style, which is an area they'd struggled in um, in previous years. Obviously, they had other challenges on on top of that. But um, but yeah, seeing the way they play at the defensive end this year, um, it's been fantastic to watch. Well, someone that's been there and done it is yourself, Alex. You're a part of that championship winning team, and and you know the identity that the Breakers hold. So, have you seen some similarities to the identity that they've been able to? regain the share to what they have had in the past with yourself? Yeah, yeah. During the um uh during the off season, um, you know, the coach made you know, he was pretty um forthcoming with, you know, what he the type of players he wanted to recruit, how he wanted to um kind of, you know, make the New Zealand breakers kind of more New Zealand orientated and, you know, they recruited a lot of um, high character and um, and just hardworking people. Um, and I think you've seen, I think you've seen that out on the floor. You know, they, when you look at the bench, you know, the just from the outside looking in, they appear to have really good um, team chemistry and camaraderie and all that sort of stuff. Whereas, you know, last year, and again, they had all the excuses in the world being stuck in another country, but, you know, it appeared to be quite fractured at times. And whereas this year, you know, the, the team chemistry seems really, really good. And um, and you've seen that out on the floor. Hey, Alex, moving on to tonight, the Jack Jumpers at home, what adjustments will they make, do you think? And, um, and how do you see the game going? Yeah, um, Obviously, there are a few players in the Jack Jumpers who didn't play last game um, with Majet and Steindl, two of the, you know, Majet's their starting point guard and Steindl is kind of like a, like their sixth man, kind of like a scorer, shooter coming off the bench. And I'm not sure if those guys are going to be playing or not. I did see a thing um, on social media this morning from the Jack Jumpers saying that they're trying to find a like a face mask to put on the jet to see if he can get out there a little bit. But um but but yeah, I think you know, the formula that the breakers have been using in recent times, I don't think they'll have to radically change too much. You know, I'd expect to that uh, tonight's game to perhaps be just because it's in Tasmania to be a little bit closer than it was the other night. But um but yeah, um you know, I, you know, based on what I saw the other night, um, you know, I think, um, you know, and I don't know what, what's the time difference, 12 hours from now, you know, the the breakers might be back in the grand final if they can uh, stay on track uh, from what they did the other night. Yeah, boy. They'll be back, back to the glory land that is the breakers. <laughs> we love seeing them performing, mate. And just quickly before we let you go, breakers, Grand final. They got enough to get the job done? 
Yeah, it'll be... You know, Sydney have been the favourites all year um, and they'd have home court advantage if it was a Sydney versus uh, Breakers final. But, um, you know, we we did win one of the championships as, as not the number one seed. Um, and I don't see any reason why this team couldn't do that either. They're deep. They've, um, you know, really have multiple scoring weapons, size, athletic ability. Um, they have all the tools, and if that ultimately, obviously the Sydney Kings still, the Sydney still have to beat Cairns, and uh, the Breakers still have to beat the Jack Jumpers. There's still a lot to be played before the grand final set. But but if that does wind up being the matchup, which um, is looking more likely than it isn't uh, at the moment, um, yeah, I don't see I don't see any reason why. Um, why they couldn't get that done won't be easy, but they definitely have the have the horses to do it. Dang, we're right behind them live here on SCNZ. We love it, Alex, mate. We appreciate your time. Thanks very much, and uh, go the Breakers. Yes, thank you. Here he is, Alex Pleasure, the big man, talking all things Breakers. They take on the Jack Jumpers tonight. Get it done, lads. Back surely. Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. It's just past 8 o'clock on a Thursday morning. I hope you're having a good morning so far, wherever you are in the country. And uh, we'll be talking all things, a bit of basketball, a bit of cricket as well. And a message has come through from Paddy, who's having a wee bit of a patty this morning, lads. Let's not be naive here. Cougars line shouldn't be anywhere near this black cap squad, let alone playing, even if they want to bury their heads in the sand about his past. His record this season is terrible. I thought NZ Cricket would have more morality and ethics than this Pally. I thought maybe Dougie Bracewell should have been knocking on the door, being there, knowing that the wicket that's on offer, potentially getting a bit of movement in the air and off the pitch. Maybe he'll be a chance, but we'll find out find out this morning who will get the nod. Blair Tickner is in and there's two, Jacob Duffy and Scott Kugelin, potentially making their debut as well. We've got a message coming through regarding our next guest, Alfisa. Good Rongatai college lad. A bit like that bloke Dills in your sales team. Lumen Asip Eit Impurity. That is from Jeff. There you go. Dills, he's an outstanding man in the back room. Getting the job done and uh, we've got a big hour ahead we're going to talk some racing later on in the show we've got Cameron Bray NZB Standard Bread Sales uh, commencing shortly and we're going to catch up with the one and only Paulie Mowati as well to get a wee update of today we've got Cambridge Synthetic and Louisiana Man, hopefully I haven't stopped that one 
this morning as well. So keep those messages coming through. If you've got any messages of support for our community, there's plenty happening around the country. Hopefully we don't have any more loss of life, but at the moment she is crazy, crazy times. And we want to talk about people that are doing great things in the community. And this next guest is doing it, Kempe, alongside his brothers, Ronnie Clark, and you've got um, Sir Michael Jones there at the Trust Arena in Auckland. They've opened up the doors and housing and feeding many, many of pundits that have been affected by Cyclone Gabriel. These are the feel-good stories that we want to talk about, isn't it? A hundred percent, you know, and just um, how people go out there and get it all done, you know, as soon as soon as something like this happens has is, is been the real good, good feel story uh, of our community. Oh, just on that, it's time for this. Caring for our communities, out of the gym and off the park, working just as hard paying it forward to our next generation. This is More Than an Athlete with Izzy and Kempe. Brought to you by Tremaine Real Estate, bringing people and property together in our communities. Goosebumps are flying right now. We are still yet to fully grasp the extent of the damage caused by Cyclone Gabriel, but the grief it has caused so many families around the country is already immeasurable. Now is the time to band together and help any way you can. A number of our high-profile athletes have been among the first to do this, including former rugby star Afisa Tunu'u, who's been tirelessly working to help with the recovery process in Auckland since the floods first hit a few weeks ago. And he joins us on the line now. Morning, Afisa. How are you doing, bud? Oh, kia ora, kia ora, Izzy. Kia ora um, to, you, to you and, and Kempe. I hope you guys are well and your families. Uh, I know you're a Hawks Bay man and I know that uh, it hit pretty hard down there as well. So I um, hope you guys are well. Yeah, thanks, mate. She's pretty crazy times out there. It's quite hard to to be able to sit back here in Christchurch and not, you know, you feel a little bit helpless, mate, but someone that's not feeling helpless is yourself. Tell us about what you've been up to up in the Auckland region. Well, it's day 20 from the, uh, the original floods and um, we're on day 19 now um, as, as a group of the collective and, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of people in particular in the community here up in uh, West Auckland uh, and in Calston where it all sort of started for a lot of the floods of families there. And uh, how I got involved is my wife uh, and, and the Deputy Prime Minister, that's her electorate. So we got in there and also a few families um, that, that, that needed some assistance. And it was just through um, supporting some of those uh, people at um, St. Leonard's School in Calston where most of the other facilities were flooded and the school opened up the stores and the hall and it was only supposed to be there for only till um, maybe after midnight just to get a bit of relief. It ended up being up there for uh, extra 10 days and then moved to another facility. So it's sort of, it's been, it's sort of been going a little bit fluid in the way we've been moving around and, and just being seen the amount of help that needs to be given to the community. And this is only West Auckland. Um, it just got bigger and bigger and so they needs to go to a bigger facility, went to another uh, West Hub 
in uh, in, in Auckland, which was a council facility, and even then it got, got uh, to capacity, and then it just moved over to the uh, Waitakere Trust Stadium, which you know really well as as one of the training grounds that you did at the Rugby World Cup in 2011. Uh, we used yeah. it inside it to to help support a lot of the the families that are in need. Uh, even including um, um, the overflow of people in, in, at the airport. So it, it has been a, um, a really collective effort from the community, in particular West Auckland. Um, but, um, you know, the work is, is, is still plenty of work to be done. Hey, Morena, officer. Hey, um, just on the... Everyone's sort of forgotten a little bit about the the the, tw- the 20 days ago, the West Auckland. Just take us through mm-hmm. the the actual impact of the first floods because it wasn't just the f- the, the the Gabriel coming the second time. The first ones were pretty serious. And, and just give us what actually happened out West Auckland because it was the hardest hit. That's right. I mean, that's never been seen out here in Auckland. And, and probably the first time in the 20 days... Um, that I actually haven't been out of the West Auckland area, you know, as we do. We go into the city to go drop off the kids or other uh, meetings in town or, or things around. We were just solely set in, the, in this West Auckland area because of the heavy rainfall. And there was lots of houses affected. Um, and and the, the real sad thing about it was that, that where their houses affected, then they'll go to other families and then they'll, you know, have 10 to 15 people in that house uh, and up, they'll stay upstairs because downstairs is all affected and no good. And so, um, yeah, that that one alone um, is still the impact of that is still yet to be determined. And then come along, uh, Gabriel, you know, uh, 15 days later, and then we're, we're sort of day five here uh, at the trust stadium when Gabriel sort of um, decided to turn up. Can talk to what sort of support are you getting, Officer? Like the support on the ground, the community buying, the band, the gener- the, the the donations from the from the community. Have you got a real solid support base around you? So a really good plan was um, forged by uh, Auckland Emergency Management, which is the AEM, and they're the directive of who we sort of follow. Um, but then we had the agencies come over here. Uh, MSD were here. Um, uh, West Fornal were involved. Um, uh, we had a lot of the vol- we had a, a, a collective group from the volunteers. Um, then we had Sir Michael Jones um, at the uh, village, um, and then we had Fornal, who all decided to come together. And and it was through great community leaders like um, Iceman. I mean, Sir Michael Jones um, sort of coming in collectively with uh, Sylvia Tumley, Ronnie Clark. Uh, we, we were sort of like the the floaters, but um, it was just it, it was there was a lot of analogy that was given, and particularly with uh, Open Council, that you know there's a lot of rugby analogies were sort of put in there. How we teamwork together, uh, one leadership, and um, you know when it was game time when the the, the cyclone came, and 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 a lot of those um, those things that we all know about in sport um, sort of came into play. Um, we 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 had a a, a bit of a I can't say it was uh, you today, me tomorrow. And it was something that we sort of leaned on every day. We had meetings every day with all the agencies, all the support groups um, coming together. Um, but it was all really, really well led by um, council and um, uh, with uh, with one of their uh, delegates, which was uh, Eddie Tuavi and 
Um, a Lupo, a Lupo, who was uh, from council, and they gave us good direction and things that we needed to get done. Um, they helped out, came in. I, I must say, I have to acknowledge um, because she's a West Aucklander and she was there right from from day 19, day one uh, at St Leonard's was the deputy prime minister, and this is where she lives. And she came in, Kamalsipuloni, and was down there. Um, grinding, toiling away with everybody else, and um, and she provided the leadership that we sort of needed as well. I've got to say this: uh, Carmel's a good Waitara girl, and uh, another Taranaki person that knows how to how to dig deep. A junior, um, <laughs> mate, mate, I, I totally agree, bro. I totally agree with you, hundred um, percent. Look, everyone's talking about the devastation on top of the ground, the houses, um, you know, the 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 community, et cetera. What about this, the mental state um, of FISA? How, how are you guys dealing with people and, and I guess their spirits and keeping their spirits high through these these last three weeks? Well, it's been like, I mean, on the lighter side, it's been like a, uh, um, like a sort of a mini tour, a 20-day tour. And when I say that, we, 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 you get people coming through the door and they've lost a lot of things, whether they've been sitting in the airport for uh, 20 days or or have just lost everything from their house because of the floods come through. And then when they see um, people greeting them at the door, for example, uh, Vanessa, uh, Inga, Inga's sister, Vanessa, is at there. She works and she does a registration desk and she's got the... the Typical big doing a mala smile, mm. reaching them in, coming in and having some pie that's been um, provided and prepared with love from the Kelston Community Hub, and then you get a few of the boys just having a bit of banter and just going and uffing them in, and uh, and just talking to see how they were. And there's a lot of good laughter because the boys are, uh, um, are having a bit of a joke, and and they just um, there's a lot of laughter and love inside these uh, community hubs and, and these evacuation centres only because, uh, you know, Michael Michael is, is he's such a crack-up, mate. I mean, <laughs> he's he's got some really lovely stories and, and every minute he's just enjoying it. Ronnie and, uh, and some of the guys where they're talking to the securities, Michael Alofa from the Auckland Council, and, and there's just laughter. And so it just perpetuates that sort of hope that's here and that's one of our key sort of messages in our meetings. Um and even though the, the the damage in everyone's houses, and, and I'm not even talking about the West Auckland, I can't really comment about the uh, South Auckland now, South Auckland families out there, but um, there's been some serious devastation in their homes. So everything's been taken away. So all the generosity that's been given to all the uh, homes by people coming in, giving donations, and then it's been given out, uh, the uffy that's been in here, the laughter and, and the jokes, and... I mean, the, the power of Sir Michael Jones, because he really loves him, you know, and, and he goes around every table of people that are having some kai and, and just giving hope and, 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 and love and then being able to reach out to, awesome. reaching out to um, his context. I mean, you know, if we needed something, Michael would go and call something next minute, 20 mattresses and 50 pillows and, you know, <laughs> 100 blankets. Uh, you know, he's just got that um, that, that ability to... To, to rally people and, 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 and get their support. But I, I just have to reiterate that, the, that when they come in, it's uh, we try and really uffy them really well and, mm. and, and bring that, uh, that laughter and hope and with with food and with koko, some more koko there where we 
drinking, and it, it, it's really cool because the, the the I mean we don't know the the extent of what the damage is when they go out. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I sort of try to give in the broader way. Oh, one hundred percent. I can just see Michael awesome. and yourself and, oh, and, and everyone cracking up. He's such a he's such a character. Um, so and people hope. People hang on hope and uh, the yeah. spirits with laughter brings back a smile, you know, sort of helps them when they're in times of need. So well done uh, on that, Officer. And also, we uh, we got a notice board here, so let everyone know that SENZ are running a notice board if we can help them out in any way. And if we are looking to support um, the efforts out in West Auckland, how can we do that? So at the minute, we are, uh, it's only really evacuation site at the moment here at the uh, Waitakere Trust Stadium. I think it's coming to the point where now, the, as you can see, it's a beautiful day today, but we need to move. They need to take these big facilities back because they have to run their um, community and, and their, their stadium again to back to business as usual. However, there's going to be a time um, and there'll be a call where the next uh, place is going to be for the, I suppose, for the, um, uh, the evacuees or... We've gone from rescue to now to um, to the resurgence of, of the community. So that will, as soon as that is, and that's going to be a meeting this morning at uh, 11 o'clock where they're going to do a recce of a couple of facilities. Once that's determined, bro, I'll make sure that I get that information to you and what to go. But if you are still uh, struggling, because a lot of people know that the houses are, uh, if it's day 20 and the houses are, are, are heavily flooded, they'll be definitely mould. They'll be still, um, it'll be really uncomfortable that they still need to come into this evacuation centre and seek help. We still have MSD in here. We've still got the funnel. We've still got um, Vision West that can help them out in terms of uh, what to do next um, and get that support to them so they can get their kids back to school or just to get back to just some normality because they've lost the houses, everything. So, um, yeah, as soon as um, that meeting is done at 11 o'clock, I hope I can give you guys a call so they can get some updates on, on where to go to next. Awesome, mate. Honestly, you're an absolute champion. And, uh, look, we just had a message come through. Can you tell JT I have a fold-out couch in good condition to donate? And that is from Gear McSkimming. So, mate, appreciate all, all that you do, there's plenty of donators out there, genuine people that really want to help the cause. And I love that saying, you today, me tomorrow. And that's what you're all about, you, Sir Michael and Ronnie Clark. They're leading the way. You've obviously been champions on the field, but you're real leaders in the community, and we need more people like yourself, Junior. Thanks so much for your time, and, and keep up the great work, mate. Cheers, boys. I appreciate it. Be it live in your favourite sports, download the TAB app. Today, we've got Paulie Moati. How you doing, Paul? Yeah, good, boys. Awesome, awesome, mate. You'll be up and about Thursday of the week. Test match fever. What do we got, bud? Well, they're all about the English at the moment. The punters can't get enough of England, who are still $2.11 and the head-to-head market against the Black Caps in that first test. Due to start later on today up there in Tauranga, the Black Caps they're two fifty. The draws at four forty five, but all of the action at the moment is pretty much on England at two dollars and eleven cents in terms of power plays. Uh, there's a couple that have been very well backed. Um, one at three seventy five. Um, let me see. I just can't find. It was for the test to end. 
on day four. Test to finish on day four, that's paying 375. That's been one of the best back power plays so far. It's also been a little bit of cash go on the test to finish on day three, which is now $8. That was, I think, around $12 yesterday. So there have been a few punters who have jumped on uh, the test to finish on day three, now into $8. Um, and there was a one around Tim Southey, uh, Tim Southey and James Anderson to take three or more wickets each in the first innings. That's paying $5. That has uh, been very well supported as well. I wonder if Jim Hickey took a bet on the weather and he's one of those three <laughs> three dayers. <laughs> hey, we had, a, we had a question we threw out this morning, Paulie, about um, the Black Caps batting and who's going to score the most runs. How about a power play involving Kane? Yeah. Conway? Okay. Uh-huh. Latham and throw Oof. throw Henry Nichols in there to score more than 50 runs Keepers creepers I'll see what the boys can do I can see they've already got Williamson or Conway to hit a six that, that's been boosted uh, out to $2.50 and that's for both the first and the second innings so Williamson or Conway to hit a six boosted from two out to $2.50 that's taken a bit of cash and I'm just having a look at the uh, Cambridge Synthetic uh, meeting today. Um, and race two, best backed on the card so far, number four, Louisiana Man, uh, currently $4. Uh, I, I, I heard it's been, it's been tipped out by Izzy Icy Dag. So let's, 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 wow. Let's now you've jumped on Izzy, 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 Ice Boots on the horse, Dag. We both love to stop them because I figured you out, Paulie Mighty. You come on, you tip one, and it goes horrible, and I'm the same. So, Louisiana man, stay off it if you're listening, okay? Stay off it. (laughs) Right. Paulie, quickly, anything quickly before we get to get off? Yeah, I'll just sort of let you know, race six at Cambridge uh, today, there's been a wee bit of speaking about uh, one of the roughies, uh, number 10, Reek Petit. The five-year-old daughter of Rip Van Winkle, trained by Karen Thurston. Uh, Sam Spratt jumps on, $21 into $15. So if you like a wee bit of a roughie, that's the one that's being backed at Cambridge Synthetic today. And, of course, the Breakers, they take on the Jack Jumpers tonight over there in Tasmania. They've won game one. Um, there's a lot of support for them. 95% of the turnover in that head-to-head market is on the breakers. And just spare a thought for the guy back in November who put $6,000 on the breakers to win the championship at $12. Wow. He's hoping that they can get through to that they get through to that final series and pick up the trophy. So 6000 at $12 on the breakers to win the championship. Still live. Bang. I think it was Robbie. He's got his hands in the air. So there you go. Good luck to that punter. <laughs> Watch and bet live on your favourite sports at racing at tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Building and shaping New Zealand. SNZ, welcome back into the show this morning, 24 minutes away from nine. We'll talk some harness racing in just a wee bit, but Gull is fueling your mission all year round. Pop into your local for some good value fuel, visit gull.nz. Uh, I've got no doubt so many of our good partners and supporters here at SNZ will be doing what they can 
for flood and cyclone relief. Before I get to a couple of headlines, I just thought I would read out the charities I've compiled at Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on our Twitter page. Uh, there's just a wee thread there. Kempi's retweeted it. You can go find it on his Twitter or on our Twitter. Um, here's what I've got, and this by any means isn't aren't the best ones or all of them, but it's just uh, some that I've found so far, and I think they're all pretty good causes. We've got Mana'a kimatomakoa.com uh, flood relief fund manaki matakaoa i should say get that right uh, .com that's on the twitter so that's for the tairafati communities uh, predominantly maori communities through there that will be able to help with power um, we've got as Izzy said earlier the honestwolf.co.nz that's donations for the farming community in particular with so much livestock lost um, and crops we've got the student volunteer army that popped up during the earthquakes I'm pretty sure since then have done so much good work through plenty of different natural disasters uh, Orange Sky New Zealand is uh, actually a laundry service, that a non-for-profit organisation that essentially provide clean and fresh laundry and can kind of travel and they are around the Auckland region have been doing a hell of a job during the floods since then so that's what we've got on our Twitter page at the moment if you know of any other services or charities please go on there and contribute to those, um, just put it on that thread there and we'll, we'll retweet it and we'll shout it out on air each morning that's what's going on. Um, more importantly, less important, the sport. Arsenal Man City's kicked off just now. That's in the Premier League. And I got an email through to my uh, hotbox this morning, my, uh, my mailbox this morning, hot off the press. Izzy, this might interest you. They are putting up a hole-in-one prize for the Golf Open, a week stay at Millbrook for 30 years in a row. I know. <laughs> I know. Last time I played, it was a million bucks. One of the holes, if you got it close. And actually, the guy that donated, well, Manuka Honey, or Manuka Doctor, he nearly got it. <laughs> so he would have won his own money. But, um, mate, that's awesome. It's awesome. We initiative there. And, and it's only a week away. I absolutely can't wait. Wait as a golf fan. I just can't wait to, to get down there and, and and play some golf and really, really enjoy it. But I love that little touch there, Louis. There's so many places we can go and raise some money because oh, every bit will count in this current situation. It is going to take a very, very long time. And it's just, you know, come to me that I've got a I've got a wedding there in Gizzi, in the back of Gizzi, in a place called Tiniroto, Uh that's going to be taking place on March the 16th, that weekend. I'm wondering if that's still going to go ahead, knowing the impact there oh. in Gizzi and what's going on. Highly unlikely. It'll probably be a little bit delayed. So... Yeah, so many things will be affected going forward, but every bit counts. And uh, Louis, like you alluded to, has just put them up on his Twitter page and uh, we'll go along. I'll retweet those. I'm just trying to find it. I can't really find it. Where is it? Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. The show Twitter page. Yeah. Just on the... Yeah, I couldn't... I'm just going through. I couldn't, couldn't see it. Did you tag me in it? Well, it's not coming up. Anyway, I'll find I'll it. I'll CC you. I'll, re- <laughs> I'll, I'll get CC it. CC me, it. mate. Get, get me for me, I'll, I'll, I'll put it up on my Twitter page and raise some awareness and hopefully raise some money as well. Uh, and just on the money, we've got some sales coming up for the Standard Bread. And we've got Cameron Bray for New Zealand Bloodstock, and he's going to come up and maybe uh, we could lead you into a few wee horses. And we're coming up to 9 o'clock, and New Zealand Bloodstock is where winning begins. And that's not just for the Thoroughbred Code. The harness stars of the future go through NZB's ring each year, and starting Sunday, the 2023 Standard Bread Sale gets underway at Karaka. 
before heading south for two days of selling in Canterbury. Cambrai is a fantastic auctioneer and he also manages the Santa Bread operation for NZB. He's on the line with us now. Morning, Cam. How you doing? Morning, boys. No, very good. Very good. She's been a pretty uh, unstable few couple, couple of few weeks. Uh, what, what are we expecting come Sunday, mate? Are we expecting a, a good solid turnout or a bit more bad luck knowing what the last couple of years has put in front of us? Uh, well, it would be unlike uh, a horse sale just for it to be plain sailing, but I think we should be okay, <laughs> um, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I was a bit nervous earlier in the week, but um, hopefully things are all right. Um, it, it domestically, internationally, it's going to be great to have our Australian friends back on the on the complex, um, albeit they've made it a little bit hard for, for, for the bulk of our Australian clients come from uh, West Australia, and uh, they've had some disruptions, but um, they'll get here eventually, hopefully. Yeah, we, we were out at the uh, Karaka sales not long ago, um, Cam. It was good to see it all open again and all the Aussies coming over. Um, how many years has NZB been responsible for this sale? Uh, we've been run- conducting the Standard Bridge sales. This is our fifth sale. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, we we picked it up, as I say, five years ago, and uh, it's just gone from strength to strength uh, in those five years. Is this sale predominantly where our harness racing population comes from? Is this where all the big boys come and pick the next Cullen? Yes, yeah, no, it is. To be fair, we sell. Uh, I think we have a catalogue of about four hundred. So we're selling, like we sell just over forty percent of the foal crop um, in New Zealand, and uh, I'd say percentage of Group One winners or, or, or the great horses. I'd say we, we, we're possibly uh, the sale is responsible for could be eighty or ninety percent of those. Right, are you going to throw us into something here, Cam? Okay, so everyone's listening to this one. Who's the Savabeel of standard breeds? Who's on the throne at the moment? Well, if you look, you're talking if you're talking harness, um, it, there is only one sire, and he's been the Savabeel before Savabeel was probably born. Really, is a horse called Better's Delight. Uh, he's been our leading sire here in New Zealand for uh, probably you know a good eight maybe 10 years even. Um, he's been an absolute generational sire for our industry and uh, he is uh, well and truly the Savabeel of our game. Do we get, uh, Cam, we've just got a question for you. Can we throw some names up when you're in the auctions when, when a better's delight um, uh, filly or, or cult comes through? Can you say, we've got some names here, Israel Delight, Dagger's Delight, um, if you think that you should be throwing it on this horse, you'll get plenty. You know, we've seen Mwanga, uh, we've seen Cullen. What, yeah, do, what, yeah. do you, what do you reckon? Dagger's Delight got a ring to it? Dagger's Delight's got a very good ring to it. Just hope, uh, I hope we just don't, by doing that, you don't put the mocker on the poor horse. <laughs> well, knowing my tipping, I'll probably put a mocker on it, mate. I, I tend to stop horses and they usually have bad knees like myself, so it's not... Ideal, but mate, just just on the harness industry at the moment, are you happy with the industry's at at the moment? And, and I know we've got that big group race, the slot race, coming up not too long away. So, is there a lot of hype and and you know good fortune for the industry? Oh yeah, no, we, we're very lucky in this country where our our good racing is as good as anywhere in the world, uh, and we see that probably um, with with people like Gene Feast and a number of Australians that actually choose to buy and race their horses in New Zealand. So that's that's actually quite a, um, a good thing where, where the Australians can actually see the value of harness racing in New Zealand. Um, in the same token, you know, along with the racing, 
our, our horses are sought after all around the world. Um, you know, you even go and look at results in Australia and bits and pieces. And much like the Thoroughbreds, we do win a fair majority of their good races too. So we have a lot of interest with guys either buying yearlings or racehorses once they're going. So, yeah, we're in a good place here in New Zealand. How disgusted were you when uh, Mark Purdom went and bought a Thoroughbred? <laughs> I wasn't too bad because I, I wasn't too bad because I was the on both two of them. I sold him, so uh, <laughs> I was yes. happy to see him. <laughs> hey, and on that, on that cam, on that, can you can you tip us into a win at Cambridge tomorrow? Well, I think the Phillies race uh, for the, the Harness Million Phillies race is a bit of a foregone conclusion. That Millwood Nike, you're not going to get a lot of you're not going to get a lot of a return, but you know she's she's as good a filly as I've ever seen. Um, and uh, the Colts, yeah, it's a bit different with uh, Merlin drawn a wee bit further out. But, look, I reckon a stable that's on fire at the moment is Stonewall. So I wouldn't be surprised if you had a couple each way on Ultra Meteor. Ultra Meteor. There you go from Cambrai. He's with the New Zealand Bloods. Um, NZB taking us through the sales. And we wish you all the best here in Izzy and Kibby for breakfast, Cam. Thanks a lot for joining us this morning. All the best, boys. There you go, Cambrai. Ultra Meteor. Ultra Meteor. Meteor. You know what I like. $8.270. You know what I like, Louis. You know what I like. Dagger's Delight. Can't wait till that runs. <laughs> Calm down, mate. It'll have bad knees. It'll go good for about a year or two and then have bad, bad knee problems. So don't get into that one. Hey, just quick, are you, are you boys going the slot race again? Kemp, are you going to be up there just parading that trophy around get, again or what? I get, I get, I get thrown at that one. You know the story about that. Eh? I just thought I was going down there for a night out. <laughs> ended, ended up well, you, you had a night out. We all know <laughs> that. Well, mate, you, you, you pretty much funded Telecom for the next two years, the amount of phone calls you made on the car ride home. Um, I'm um, a speech all go. I, I, I don't know, is he? Because I'm now with you in the south, so I might be um, only rolled out for oh. South Island things. But I, we've, we've got. Did you know that we've got Self Assured locked away again? So we're gonna we're going back with the champ. And I've got the there trophy. Go. Sitting, I've got the trophy sitting here in the studio, mate. So someone's going to carry it back. I'm going to put a padlock on it. Imagine today. this. Imagine <laughs> this. Kempy, Joe under his wing, Robbie under his other wing, just plotting <laughs> down there to Cambridge and having a night to boot. Wow. We are you nervous, lads? You're a little bit nervous, Robbie. What you, you should yourself be. into? Very. <laughs> <laughs> you can drive. Joe, are you there? How you doing, Joe? No, Joe, Joe's left. I don't know where he went. He walked out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Joe's left. He's clocked off early. Speaking of clocking off, we're going to clock off. So we'll go away and we'll come back with Steffi.